following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. Well, it's funny because I always have said I want to be a super mom. When I went back to nurse practitioner school, um, I, I was actually working full time as a dialysis manager. I had just had a baby. I had a three-year-old. My husband was in college also, was going to school and working nights. And then on top of it, I decided I should go to nurse practitioner school. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, Looking back now, I go, what in the world was I thinking? This episode of Two Kids and a Career is brought to you by Elemental Aesthetics. You can be guaranteed that your experience is going to be unique and customized to your specific needs. See how they can help you focus on natural beauty enhancements by visiting ElementalAesthetics.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. Welcome to this week's episode of Two Kids and a Career. I sometimes feel like my guests, um, it's kind of like this, what is it, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Am I even saying that right, Laura? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, is it six degrees, seven degrees, you know? I think it's six degrees. Yeah. Everybody (laughs) somehow knows Kevin Bacon through six people or something crazy like that. Well, I am going to make Kevin Bacon actually Jennifer Warman Bloss. So let me back this up. Um, In episode 79, How an Esthetician Approaches Her Clientele's Desire for Youth, it featured the owner of Elemental Aesthetics, Jennifer Warman Bloss, who has now become, well, Elemental Aesthetics has become a wonderful sponsor of this podcast. But I had her on because I went and visited her at Elemental Aesthetics, and I just was blown away because we see so many times people doing things to their bodies that mm, you're like, why did the doctor do that to you? Or why did the esthetician do that to you? And I just love how Jennifer's approach is like, hey, We all like to have a little bit of improvement, but at the same time, I'm going to make sure you look normal and feel normal. So anyway, she was on episode 79. And then I was introduced to Dr. Allison Walsh, and she was part of episode 105, Ways to Be at Your Best Physically, Mentally, and Emotionally. And she is part of Elemental Aesthetics too. And now, can you guess it? Laura Rogers, part of Elemental Aesthetics as well. Jennifer Warman Bloss has some amazing women working for her. You now have an episode on two kids in a career. So I know that's awesome. The conversation. I never thought this would be happening. So, Laura, I will say that this is really we we met in person and had a brief conversation. But as I like to tell a lot of my podcast guests, I don't want to talk to you because I want to talk to you open and natural and organic on the podcast. So I know very little about you, but I know what you do 
And it's very intriguing to me because I have talked about this in other episodes throughout this podcast, which I will get to in a minute. But let's first talk about Laura as the woman, as the wife, as the mom, and then we'll get into the career aspect. Well, I am married. I've been married for, oh my gosh, it's been 12 years already. And I have a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old, both boys. And uh, we have a dog and two cats and two guinea pigs and a bird, which was one of the reasons I was rushing this morning because he was mango. Our bird was having a temper tantrum. What? Birds can have temper tantrums? Yes. I don't know what was going on with him, but it was really funny. So we love animals. We're very busy with sports and uh, hanging out with friends and family and being outside. Yeah, that's kind of my family. Um, Are you born and raised in St. Louis? I am. Okay. Yes. All right. So here's the question. Where did you go to high school? I went to St. Francis Borgia. So okay. think so we lived in uh, Florissant. And then when I was around, I think I was eight, we moved to Washington, Missouri. Um, okay. I'm Lutheran. I went to a Lutheran school, private school. And then my parents chose to send me to a Catholic high school where I knew <laughs> no one. Um, it actually was amazing. Um, I loved my high school and I love my hometown. I couldn't say um, better things about it. Not so small anymore, that's for sure. Right. That is true. I have also born and raised here and have been in the county since I was three. And so I have seen all these amazing uh, different small towns become bigger and bigger. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. But what I have seen is that a lot of the really small towns have been able to kind of keep that feel for the most part. Right. When we moved there, it was 989, somewhere around there. Um, And there was like three stoplights. And when you went to the grocery store and someone didn't recognize you, they'd be like, who are you? Like, it was so small. (laughs) Now it's it's so trafficy and there's, you know, it's it's feeling more like Manchester. And I think that kind of makes people from Washington a little bit sad. But, you know, it's his life to grow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. So after high school, you went to Mizzou, correct? I did. Yes. All right. So you go to Mizzou and what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh my gosh. I actually started as a pre-architecture major. What? Yes. Um, (laughs) I was going to go to, uh, I was accepted into KU, um, but I followed my boyfriend to Mm -hmm. Mizzou to do pre-architecture and totally became derailed. Um, (laughs) um, And then I changed my major to like religious studies and psychology. And then it was occupational therapy and then it was respiratory therapy. And I landed on nursing. Um, so I just love learning and I love everything. And so it was really hard for me to decide. I have an artsy side and a science side, you know, right and left brain. So it was really difficult for me to (laughs) figure out what I wanted to do. Um, but I landed on nursing, um, never really even thought about it for some reason, um, and ended up loving it. Love, love, love nursing. Um, I love everything I've done so far and which is why I'm still here doing what I do. We have to fast forward with what you are doing right now, but what has led you? Because it's very interesting to me. You didn't just jump into what you are doing now. Can you tell me exactly what your title is at this moment? I am a family nurse practitioner certified and 
conventional medicine. It doesn't really matter. But now I'm practicing functional medicine. So I've attended Functional Medicine University and Functional Medicine Fast Track. Um, I do not have a certification yet um, because I still need to take the test. Um, So I've been doing, I've been in this space for about two or three years now. But most of my career has been traditional conventional medicine. I worked with cardiology and nephrology. Um, I was a dialysis manager. I was a dialysis nurse. I was um, I worked in nephrology specialty and did rounds in the hospital and worked with a lot of cardiac patients and diabetics. And I just saw there was so much more I wanted to do um, and so much more time I wanted to spend with them, especially the diabetic patients. Um, just focusing on lifestyle. And I don't feel like traditional medicine focuses on that, unfortunately. Like we ask a question and that's about as far as it goes. And maybe say, you know, you should go to bed at an earlier time. I feel like there's not a deep dive into that. And all of those lifestyle habits create, you know, the rest of your life and your health. And so it has a huge impact on your risk of future chronic disease, basically. Um, and that's where I started being a little bit more unhappy with the way things were going and just seeing that I could do more and I wanted to ask more questions. And that's basically what led me into functional medicine. So, Okay, so that's one of my first questions. Is functional medicine still considered a fairly new concept to people? Yes, in the Midwest. So it has, it was founded, like the Institute of Functional Medicine was founded in the mid eighties, I believe. When we started realizing like, we should take a different approach. We should look at the body, not as just one system, like nephrology, like that's your kidneys, you know, and then you stay in your lane. We need to look at the body as one whole system that has different body systems in it because they're all connected and they all play into each other. And we can't just isolate one and go, here you go, here's a solution because it just doesn't work that way. You know, our bodies are, are, you know, our organs and our cells and um, all of the systems. So it's just, it makes sense to look at it that way, but traditional medicine doesn't. And they really, you know, do a disservice by not seeing it from that aspect, but it's just not what they're trained to do. It's not their fault. It's just a different right. view. Well, and you think about it, too, with just even your I I maybe I'm going to say this wrong, but your skeletal system where it's like, oh, you know, your back, it affects your 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 spine affects your hips and your hips affect your knees. And you're like, okay, it all works together. Like this isn't just I just because my hip hurts that it's only my hip. So it would only make sense that you would say that with your organs as well. Right. Um, I asked that question about the functional medicine because I, I'm really happy to know that it is kind of slow to the Midwest because I feel like I am just now understanding it. So I, I, I've always had this thing that I don't want to just rely on medicine or rely. I don't. I don't necessarily know. I've, I've wanted more. Is it a holistic approach approach? Is it, what is it? And so 
I had been talking to some different people and they're like, no, what you really probably need is functional medicine. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I know. And I was, I was kind of told it's a little bit of an approach of both, like a combination of traditional. Okay. And because I do like the idea of involving, I don't, I'm just throwing this out there, like aromatherapies or whatever, just something that's not traditional. And so that's why I'm super, super excited to talk to you. So there's, functional medicine is so um, diverse. There's so many things uh, to talk about. I get I did, I get flustered, like thinking, I'm like, oh, what is it first? But really like functional medicine, what we want to do is we want to identify the underlying root causes to what is ailing you, your symptoms, your disease, your illness or whatnot. Um, because labeling it is, is great, but like, and giving you a medicine to manage it is okay. And it works, but like, why, you know? Mm. And so like, mm. and that's why I was always like, in the doctor's office, like I would, I would tell the patients, um, you know, I would be with them and one of the doctors would come out and be like, you've been in there for a long time. What are you talking about? I'm like, I'm just talking about their sleep. And like, I think maybe they have sleep apnea. We should probably send them for a sleep study. And then I'd look at their labs and I go, and maybe we should like, look at this and that. And they'd be like, stop. Like, we don't have time for that. Like, don't worry about it. We have a medication. We're going to do this. And that's that. Um, and so I just was always asking why, and they were so annoyed. Or when I would say like, you need to see a chiropractor. Um, and they'd be like, don't tell people that. Um, it's like, what, why? I'm like, they need, you know, you know, so chiropractic adjustments, adjust your spine where your nervous system lives and your nervous system goes to all your organs. So if you have like problems with your spine and posture and things like that, it, it can affect the way your organs function. So like, that's, that's a real thing. Okay. That's science, <laughs> but they would never want me to say those things. They would rather just say, here, let's just give them this medication. Let's hit pause on this week's conversation to talk about Elemental Aesthetics. They are one of the sponsors of the podcast. And it's crazy to me that we're already talking fall and then soon it'll be winter. And one of the things that's happening right now at Elemental Aesthetics, getting you ready for the holidays. Well, let me explain. So summer, pretty much done. Sun damage, you may have experienced some of it. Well, those brown spots, they're going to start to show because of that summer damage uh, from the sun. And right now with September specials at Elemental Aesthetics, you can take advantage of the sale that they have on IPL, which is 15% off any single area. Those brown spots, that's what it helps with. It helps with the fading of those, getting rid of them. Also, fall is the best time to start laser hair removal. They pretty much never run a huge sale at Elemental Aesthetics on laser hair removal because they have such great pricing. But for September, 10% you will save on any laser hair removal package. And that discount is good for full price packages, not touch-ups, just so you know. And another thing that I want to tell you about, you schedule any facial, laser, or injectable appointment in September, you get one free salt room or sauna session. And believe me, you will want to take advantage of those in the fall and the winter. So I encourage you to check out elementalaesthetics.com. When you go and make your appointment, mention me, you'll get a free little goodie bag too. All right, back to this week's conversation. 
And would you call, I, I don't know if this is right, but like a, a Band-Aid sort of solution, like, hey, we're just going to go ahead and treat you with this and not look at all the other factors right. as to why. Okay. Yes. Okay. And, and I do, you know, it is a Band-Aid. Um, now, traditional medicine is amazing. We totally need it. Everybody needs a primary care doctor because yes. I'm not going to fix your leg if you break it and I'm not going to perform surgery on you, you know? So when you see a functional medicine practitioner, you're getting like, you're being super proactive. Um, you want to know why, why are, you know, what's going on. And so we can figure out like nutritional deficiencies and like heavy metal toxicities. Um, you know, do you have parasites? Do you have, is your microbiome in your stomach? Is it, is it healthy? Is it not healthy? Um, you know, do you have adrenal fatigue or, you know, other problems with your, your thyroid and things like that? So, um, we really are going under. So like we can prescribe medications to, you know, band-aid all those things, but our goal is to really get you to optimal functioning. So you don't ever need to have medications and you can feel good. Oh yes. See, that's what I would love to happen in my life. That's what I would love. Um, I remember this quote from a nurse who's actually a friend of mine. Um, I think it was something when you were talking about spending so much time with a client or a patient. And I remember a friend of mine being a nurse saying, um, next time you get frustrated at the doctor's office and, you know, because they're running late or what have you, mm -hmm. take into consideration that maybe they are spending a little bit more time with the patient because they have to deliver the bad news that they have cancer Oh, or they're just being a very supportive, uh, you know, doctor or nurse or what have you. And that has really resonated with me, um, especially when it's people like you, Laura, or other doctors or nurses that do take the time to listen, because that is so super important because I'm thinking that if I just start spilling my guts, maybe there's something you're picking up from that that could lead to, hey, we can help in this way or we can at least try it this way. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that was one of the main reasons that I I was kind of frustrated with uh, traditional medicine. Um, I mean, I did get to spend time with my nephrology patients and my dialysis patients. And every time I talk to them, I learn something and I go, oh, yes that has something to do with this, you know? So it's very valuable time that you spend with your, you know, with your patients, just talking to them, just talking. And yeah. I think um, nurses, especially nurse practitioners, um, of course I'm biased. We're just, <laughs> we're that nurturing, we're those nurturing people. And it's just what's in our heart and it's what we're trained to do where doctors are more medical, you know, they, yeah. they, want, they give you solutions and, and then, you know, okay, this and that, and then off they go. Um, and then that's just the nature of, you know, it is what it is. Um, but nurses, I think, have that special talent and being able to um, relate to people and talk to people and have them open up. And you can really find out a lot of answers about someone if you just take time to listen. 100% agree with that. Okay, so I want to talk about supermom syndrome. This is something... Um, that you brought up to me and I'd like to know a little bit more and hear your thoughts on it. Well, it's funny because I always um, have said 
I want to be a super mom. That was when I went back to nurse practitioner school. Um, I, I was actually working full time as a dialysis manager. I had just had a baby. I had a three-year-old. My husband was in college also, was going to school and working nights. And then on top of it, I decided I should go to nurse practitioner school. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, Looking back now, I go, what in the world was I thinking? Um, But I didn't. And I was always like, I'm going to be a super mom. Well, it was great. And I'm so happy I did it. Um, But I have suffered from super mom syndrome now. Um, which is the unrealistic belief that you can do all the things for all the people all the time. And I think it, it wears you out um, emotionally and physically. And a lot of times women, I don't think, realize that. So there's, there's so much to say about super mom syndrome. Some people, like I've seen podcasts where it's like, how to be a super mom. And these people really have it together and they give you tips on, you know, lifestyle and, you know, how do you feed your family and like, how do you break down your day and, you know, prioritizing things. And that's great. It works for some people, but I think over time it is unrealistic to try to do everything. It's just, I don't, I don't think it was meant to be that way. So. No, no, (laughs) not at all. All right. So let's just say that I have super mom syndrome and I come and talk to you and what are you saying to me? What are you doing to help me? Well, first off, I'd probably ask what's going on um, as far as symptoms go. Like maybe it's you're tired, um, you've gained weight, um, you've had little to no sleep for a few years. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're not eating properly because you don't have time. Um, you're eating off your kid's plate, that sort of thing. Um, you're drinking insane amounts of caffeine. It goes on and on. But those are some of the symptoms that I can probably say it's not really super mom syndrome. It's really hypothalamus pituitary axis dysfunction. Those are some big words. I know. I know. And (laughs) it's so much easier to just say adrenal fatigue, but that's not a medical term. And people will make fun of you if you say that. So, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Don't use that term. And I'm like, well, I don't know if, regular people know what this is. So this is basically where your body is so exhausted that it just can't do it anymore. And you're just like down in the dumps. And no matter what you do, as far as like losing weight, it's usually about weight loss and feeling tired. Um, It usually people are like, I've done everything. I've exercised every day. I've had a clean diet and just nothing is changing. And it's usually just because your body is so stressed out. It really just doesn't know what to do. And what my job is to kind of figure out what exactly is going on. So there's a lot of different moving parts. Um, And so I do a lot of lab work to figure out where exactly, you know, we need what we need to tweak. Um, And then we kind of reset, we help to reset your metabolism and get you, you know, doing some self-care things and kind of getting you out of that super mom syndrome problem. Okay. I have a question about the labs because if you're really thinking about it and, and I don't know, maybe you're you're like I've heard this so many times but my labs being a woman and being in the different you know hormonal states with where you are in the month with your menstrual cycle but how crazy different will my labs be on a weekly basis if that makes sense 
oh, for a woman? Oh, yeah. hormones specifically? Oh my gosh, we got cheated so bad. Like men go through like no changes at all in their lifetime. And women go through like four changes a month, you know, as far as hormones go. So how do you treat that? For hormones specifically, like if we're talking like estrogen and progesterone and things like that, really that's kind of like down far on the ladder compared to what I look at because I look at like adrenal function and basically it's a huge cascade. So um, I don't know. I'll, I'll run through it just so you kind of can understand. So you have your hypothalamus in your brain. It tells your pituitary to tell your thyroid to make thyroid um, thyroid hormone. And then that also influences the way your adrenal glands, and those are the little glands on top of your kidneys that are your fight or flight organs. So they, you know, when you're in emergency, they spit out a bunch of cortisol, Um, And that helps you, you know, fight or flight. Um, So, and then after that, when things aren't going right in those parts, then it starts affecting your hormones. And it just, it's a whole long cascade of things. So that's why there's a lot of different things. So that's kind of like far down. So like when you're really stressed, you spit out a lot of cortisol. Cortisol increases your blood sugar. And having a high blood sugar is basically inflammation to your body. And your body doesn't like to do things when it's inflamed. So, and it uses a lot, I'm getting too deep. Um, No, I love this. It uses a lot of of your resources, basically, like your minerals and um, like fat, fat, not fat, not like fat that you want to get rid of, like the fatty acids and things like that. So when you don't have all of those components, because you don't have a good diet, then you can't make sex hormones. And then that's when your hormones get kind of screwy. So you're saying that if I came in tomorrow and you did labs, pretty much if I came in two weeks later and you did labs, the things that you are looking for that to diagnose whatever it is, it's not going to fluctuate that much not no. with the heart, the hormone situation. No. So like, you're probably thinking like your um, FSH, like your follicular stimulating hormone, like those are, and your estrogen and your progesterone. So those are the things that are more um, female oriented, obviously. Um, those things can fluctuate during the month, depending on where you are in your cycle. But okay. the things above that, like on top of the ladder, you know, whatnot, um, on top of that cascade are not going to change drastically. No. Okay. That's exactly what I wanted to know. Okay. So the other thing I want to talk to you about is the anxiety slash depression. Um, I don't, gosh, I have such an opinion on this. I mean, I think everybody does, but it's so hard when, and and I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole, but when you can't get help or you can, but you're not going to make your car payment because it's that expensive or you won't be able to get your groceries. I hear a lot of, you know, you don't need to be on meds for your depression. You do this instead. And I, I like to hear all aspects because I do suffer from depression and I just think that it's not definitely a Band-Aid solution. I think everybody's mental health is completely different and unique to them. But, man, I feel like there should be an easier way. 
yes, there are other options and there are other answers. Is it easy and is it fast? It is not. So if somebody's really struggling um, and, you know, cannot function, you know, if they're having like suicidal thoughts, these things are not to mess around with and those people need to stay on medication and whatnot. But in the meantime, so what I would probably look at is their gut health. So believe it or not, 95% of our serotonin, which is our feel-good hormone, is made in our stomach. So a lot of... Um, and a lot of our neurotransmitters come are made in our stomach by our microbiome. So it basically goes back to gut health. That is a brain-gut axis. So that's a whole other like system that we look at. And that can that can really, if you clean that up and like your diet and things like that, it can really help with anxiety and depression. Now, you know, again, if you if you have like a family history, you know, some people are just more um, susceptible to that. But a lot of it can play into like your gut health and your diet and your exercise and your sleep. You know, when people are not sleeping, they certainly can't handle things. Um, and so, there, I mean, there's a lot of different factors. A lot of people snore. A lot of people have sleep apnea and they don't even know it. Um, and that prevents not a good enough sleep. And then that, again, adds into that whole cascade I'm talking about where um, it's all connected. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I mm, I wouldn't have even known that. I was actually really intrigued by the whole uh, the blood sugar, what you were saying with that, and and how if your body's inflamed, just yeah, I, I can't even say it because I don't even know how to you what you just said, but I oh. understand what you just said. I mean, that's fascinating to me. There are other things also that can help to support. Um, your body when you're depressed and have anxiety, like adaptogens, like ashwagandha um, is one L-thylene, that's an amino acid. So um, GABA, which is something that your body makes um, to help calm you down. So there's a lot of supplements or nutraceuticals that you can take to support your body during those times. Is it, is it going to fix why it's happening? No, but it can certainly help you feel better. And so a lot of times that's what we'll do. We'll look at what's really going on. And then that's when we start like making a plan, like, okay, we're going to focus on getting some more sleep. Um, we're going to do some meditation or some therapeutic journaling, you know, kind of work through some things and um, put you on some adaptogens and that will help with the depression and anxiety. Okay. So you mentioned supplements mm -hmm. or also is it, you said nutraceuticals? I like nutraceuticals better than names. Okay. So <laughs> tell me, well, tell me exactly like what those are, because here's the thing. Supplements for me, that word scares me. And I'll tell you why there. And you probably know this yourself, but for a long time, and especially when I was in the radio business, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of what years it was. But anyway, the supplement advertising for the weight loss was huge. And then come to find out X amount of years later, the supplement that was in some things, it's like, oh, that's putting a hole in your heart. And oh, so Fedra, like, yes, yes. So you hear and you get all the support on these things that, you know, people are endorsing to you because we don't know any better or we are told that everything's okay. 
then it puts a bad taste in your mouth. And that's how I am when it comes to supplements. And I know that that's not the right way to think, but I'm hoping you can help me with that. So that that's a deep topic. So I believe that everybody needs some extra support from supplements. Um, That would be a good, so there's the quality of them is important Um, because our bodies are working really hard. We have a lot of stress. We come into a lot of um, toxins um, and we're not, our food's not as quality as it used to be. Um, So anyone who says, oh, you don't need to take a multivitamin, I I kind of poo-poo that. Okay, Laura. So as we wrap up this week's conversation, tell the listener how they can get a hold of you and, you know, next steps for them. So you can call or text our office at Elemental Aesthetics. It's 314-279-6069. We can set up a discovery call. And so that's about a 10-minute, 15-minute conversation. And you can talk to me about what's going on and your health concerns. And we can figure out what we can do and move on to the next step if you'd like to make an appointment with me. All right. So I will have all of this on the show notes at jilldevine.com. I have a question though for someone that may be listening that is not local to the area and can't come and see you in person. Do you offer virtual options? Yes, I can do that. Um, what I do as far as labs go, I can order labs anywhere. And so the only thing would be missing is that like I miss seeing the person in person. Okay, well that's all good to know because I like to have all those different options for anyone that may not be in the area. And again, all of this will be at jilldevine.com. Laura, I think that maybe we should have you come back and talk a little bit more about medicine in like common language in in terms that I understand and the listener understands and more in depth about, you know, what these things are within our body that are helping us or hurting us. So I would love to have you back in the future if you are willing and able. I would love to talk about functional medicine every day. Yes, I would love to. All right, before we wrap up this week's conversation, a reminder to check out Elemental Aesthetics online at elementalaesthetics.com. You'll find all their fall specials there. One thing that you might want to consider, especially with the allergies and that time of year with colds happening, boost your IV therapy for free. You can add a booster to your IV in September and maximize your results. Vitamin C, um, a triimmune boost, all kinds kinds of great things that they have for you to help with your overall wellness. I would also like to say you can upgrade your facial in September. Receive an upgraded mask for no charge with any facial over $100. One of those facials uh, would be so great, especially after the summertime and getting rid of some sun damage. Check them out online, elementalaesthetics.com. And when you make your appointment, mention me. You're going to get a nice little swag bag. And I would like to thank you for your support of this podcast. Just liking it or even visiting a place like Elemental Aesthetics because you hear about them on Two Kids in a Career, it just really goes a long way. It shows your uh, support and it helps me and it helps get the word out to others about this podcast. And I really, truly do appreciate it. So thank you for listening to Two Kids and a Career.